0: Welcome to the laughspin.com podcast.
1: Alright, so welcome to the Last Ben Podcast, everybody. Yeah. I wasn't around last week for the holiday because uh, we had a bunch of stuff going on. I was in actually in Pennsylvania and Dylan got a chance to do the show by himself. Very very nice job. Oh come Dude, on. Come on. Really. It was stop. it was, it was really good. It was stop. It was really good. In fact, I can see my job slowly fading away. Every, every week. Editing out, editing out all the vocalized pauses and whatnot. Yes. Yes. My, my, (laughs) right. My time on this podcast is limited. So I appreciate uh, everybody uh, supporting as much as possible. And uh, why is it limited? I don't understand. Because you're good, man. You're going to take over everything. It's, you don't need me. I don't know how to do any of this, the technical shit. It's not that hard. Yeah, it is. I don't have time to to learn this shit. You have time. Well, you have a kid, so maybe you I have two kids. That's right. Have two kids. My oh life shit. is a mess. That's right. So it's yeah, over. So, it's over.
2: Right now <laughs> is the first time. It is. It's seven fifty nine Eastern time. Uh-huh. Right now is the first time of the, the first part of the day where I was able to. <clears throat> excuse me burp in public i i've been able to sit down and and relax this is i'm relaxing cheers because you brought over a
1: couple blue moons yeah i brought it we're a blue moon summer honey wheat i'm i'm down with it dude i just needed one i needed one badly it's It's pretty good mm -hmm. it goes down
2: pretty smoothly Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. somebody just tweeted that they wanted to see if we were gonna address the daniel tosh thing and we'll get to that in a second but he said he's gonna check in out is the all-star game on today
1: Yes, the All-Star Game is on today, yes The home run derby was yesterday Don't, and don't you, American aren't definitely. you like a sports guy? We, yeah, but I don't give a shit You about don't give a shit guy, about honestly. that? All-Star Game is bullshit, it's stupid Okay I hate the fact that it determines home field advantage in the World Series That's, does it really? Ugh <laughs> See, that's how much
2: I don't know about yeah. sports When I was playing music in my band days I booked, <laughs> I was in charge of booking shows Yeah And I one year booked a show on Super Bowl Sunday That's Whoa. a mistake
0: <laughs> Wow!
2: Without
1: even, without even, so like a few weeks. What, you know. I, I'm curious though, what Super Bowl? Do you remember what Super Bowl it was? Oh God, I really don't. Because I actually DJ'd a bar mitzvah one time on Super Bowl Sunday, and it would be really funny if it was the, if same, it was the same Super same one. Bowl. Yeah, I have no idea. So, so yeah. So what's what's been going on? Like, like I said, you you uh, you did a fine job last week. Oh, it was, thank you. It was it was very cool. And and you know what? And it sucked because I really wanted to be on the show because I was listening to it going, ah, I have something. Oh, to you add. have opinions. Yeah, there was a lot of really cool stuff that happened last week, especially those things about Louie and him giving you a little bit of exclusive as to how things were going with the ticket sales. That's yeah, awesome. That was. That was very exciting. Less than 1% or 1% about of the tickets yeah. were found on StubHub and those things. That's amazing. That's ama- Yeah, it's amazing that he's really doing the work. And I did such an amateur thing, which I hope you laughed at me wholeheartedly with this, where I saw an article, somebody somebody posted out or... Or tweeted out or something, uh, an article with a link to some of the tickets on StubHub. Yeah, and I immediately sent it to you, and Are I was that? like, "Did you see this?" Yes, that's why I started. Are you serious? Yeah, oh, I, I swear to God, I thought I was one of those guys that was like, "Oh, I'm probably the 500th person that has sent this to you." No, <laughs> no, not at all. And
2: that's what started. I had asked then his management for to see if he had a response. Right. And a few days after that, he wrote that thing up, and that's he, cool. I, he was going to put it on.
1: I don't know if it's on his website yet, but he was he was. Gonna Eventually, put it on his website. Were they already on top of that? Like, were the, are they? Are they pretty much working due diligently to make sure that those? Yeah, it sounds. It's. It sounds like they are. Yeah, without saying too much that sure, wasn't
2: wasn't supposed to be in print. They they definitely yeah they're working on it. They're that's, that's they're great. definitely
1: on it. That's great, man. I'm really pushing for this because I really think that this could be something huge. Yeah. I know a lot of my friends are really pissed off when it comes to Ticketmaster and trying to get tickets for things and it's immediately sold out and they just something's got to give and hopefully this is it, you know. What I mean? Yeah.
2: And actually now that we're talking about that, we I wanted to bring up something that posted on Laugh Spin on July 6th. There's a new site called lolflix.com mm-hmm. what it is is you can go to this site and stream or download full stand-up comedy specials that had been produced for and or aired on showtime really for five dollars so wow. it's you know it's taking that model i can't imagine they, they whipped this up after louis ck did it mm-hmm. I, i'm sure this was has been in the works for a while so you can you can go to this lol flicks.com i
1: think it is for five bucks you stream or uh or you download. Can download yeah nice so it's kind of following the same model as far as you can do whatever you want with it after you after you give your five bucks pretty I be- much i believe so yeah that's, that's cool I, I believe so that reminds me of way back in the day the whole napster craze and how uh, how the music industry was totally against it and wanted to just stop it completely yeah if they immediately did something like this where they kind of embraced it a little bit and said okay let me adapt it to my business model right i think things would have gone a lot smoother for them because something like that that's appealing that's appealing to me that to go oh shit somebody like louis ck is doing this, and now all these great comics that have had good Showtime comedy specials. Now I was actually watching the other day, the Showtime had a free preview, and uh, they played a couple of the Jim Jeffries comedy, oh, comedy yeah, specials yeah, yeah. that he did. Awesome. Oh, really, yeah. really cool stuff. Jim, the one Jim Jeffries special is literally three jokes. Like, he has three <laughs> jokes. They're just stories. It's like three stories. He tells, and that's it. That's the entire hour. Yeah. Which was awesome. He's amazing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just if they would have followed some kind of model like this, I think that's it. Again, it's... Something's got to give, but it gives in the right direction because it makes it better for the consumer, i.e. me, you, and uh, Joe Sixpack, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: That's right. right. That's right.
1: (laughs) So what else you got going on? The the Daniel Tosh stuff, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. A bunch of people have been asking about uh, what we think about the Daniel Tosh thing. So a few hours ago, we posted a story about Daniel Tosh. Basically, here's here's the deal. So last Friday, he was at the Laugh Factory. That's the club he goes to. That's his home club. That's where he works out new material. So last Friday, he was there and was doing a series of rape jokes. And, you know, uh, a lot of comics do rape jokes. uh, Fine. So (laughs) he was... uh, A female audience member took offense and posted a a story on her Tumblr. She says, So Tosh then starts making some very generalizing declarative statements about rape jokes always being funny. How can a rape joke not be funny? Rape is hilarious, etc. I don't know why he was so repetitive about it, but I felt provoked because I, for one, don't find them funny and never have. So I didn't appreciate Daniel Tosh or anyone telling me I should find them funny. So I yelled out... Actually rape jokes are never funny She heckled him She told him She, t- she did she, she told him <laughs> She continues Tosh paused for a moment Then he says Wouldn't it be funny If that girl Meaning her Got raped by like Five guys right now Like right now What if a bunch of guys Just raped her all right, so then he apologized So for then that? this, you know, then a lot of small personal blogs picked this up and started writing about it. A few pretty well-traveled sites also picked up on it. Uh-huh. But then a few hours ago, Tosh took to his Twitter to apologize. It came off pretty half-heartedly. He says, "A quote all out of context misquotes aside i'd like to sincerely apologize and he linked up to the to the blog i was just talking about right then he continues the point i was making before i was heckled is there are awful things in the world but you can still make jokes about them hashtag dead babies true so he apologized so the whole thing is did he have to apologize should he have apologized what do you think
1: mike do I think he had to apologize? Do, no. Do you think he should have apologized? I'm of the mind that comedy no holds barred. It's a slippery slope. If you start saying, oh, well, something's offensive. Well, one thing's offensive. Well, then why isn't this offensive? And why isn't this offensive? And so on and so on and so on. Right. So should he have apologized? I if they were at a dinner party, <laughs> you know, but they were at a comedy club. Right. You can't pick and choose. It can't be a la carte. You can't say, all right, I want to apologize. Uh, you can't do rape jokes but you can do black jokes or you can't do dead baby jokes but you can do Jewish jokes right or whatever because once you start doing that then it's just all about who has control over the room is it the comedian or is it the blogger that's sitting there or right. the, the you know the who, whoever the guy that has happens to be recording the whole thing on his phone it got to a point where I guess he had to apologize but if he would have just ignored it it probably would have gone away. I don't know. I'm of the I'm of the mind too that it's because it was L.A. L.A. just seems to be just so fucking uptight with that shit <laughs> all the time. Especially like he's really one of the only ones that I've ever seen come out of L.A. that has that real dark edge to him. Recently, I should say. Yeah. Of course, of course, you got the, some of the some of the staples yeah. back into. I mean, out of, yeah, out of the, out of the bigger comedians, sure. Yeah, he's
2: he's one of a he's one of a very. Few. The bad thing about becoming as famous as Daniel Tosh has become is everything you say can become big news. Yeah, true. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I know sites have, have picked up. I know HuffPo picked this up. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, by tonight or by tomorrow... Wednesday, a handful of mainstream sites pick this up just to get the traffic. And, you know, because Tosh.0 is is a pretty
1: popular show. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if mainstream gossip sites picked up on this story. He hasn't really never really apologized for himself to begin with. I think if you try to be all warm and fuzzy and you try to get the sitcom and then something like this comes out, then you're in a shitload of trouble. Sure. But but if you're you're a a Louis C.K. or a Daniel Tosh where you've always been... In your face, fuck your mother, here's a dead baby, you know, (laughs) not apologize for it. I think you're okay, no? Yeah, I guess. I mean, the thing is, is he
2: is now a product. Yeah. He is one of Comedy Central's biggest, most profitable products. Right. I can imagine that in their hearts there they're supportive of him but they have to be cringing i mean i wouldn't be surprised if word got back to him that the suits at comedy central weren't happy with the press he was getting and you know he should probably just tweet out an apology so i don't know
1: but also too don't you think you mentioned that he's a big name now don't you think in that capacity he can flip the coin and say all right i'll call your bluff would you want to fucking fire me? I got six <laughs> I got uh, six networks that'll pick me up in a heartbeat, yeah, I guess he could do that like that's the thing like I you know a lot of these special interest groups that start all this shit to begin with, if the networks and the people in the in the suits the higher ups would just stand by their product a little bit, go ahead, pull your sponsorship, see what happens. We're just going to get better. You know yeah. what I mean? If they would just stand behind their, their talent for a little while and just see what happens, I think if they ride the wave, you're fine. Especially because if it's a slow news day. Because even something like Imus, when Imus got canned, yeah, that was a slow news day. Nothing else nothing else was going on. He said much worse shit in the past. Yeah. And just because nothing else was going on, everybody picked up on this. And then all of a sudden, everybody's calling for his head. We'll see what happens. And if it is the case, then, wow, we're going in a dangerous direction. Yeah, I mean, I don't, th- I don't think anything's going to happen to him. What do you think about this, though, too? Don't, don't you think that in a comedy performance, in a stand-up comedy performance, whether yeah. it's in a hall or a club like that, Don't you feel that that performance, unless it's being taped for HBO or unless it's being broadcast on the Internet by the comedian or anything like that, don't you feel like that is just a private thing? Like that's like a sacred kind of place that anything can be said and it doesn't matter. Like if people get offended, they get offended in that place and it it never leaves that room, basically. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's how it used to be. But things are changing There's
2: Everything is immediate There's video phones There's There's blogs There's I mean it's just
1: Nothing really is Is sacred anymore And that kind of sucks Because a lot of times These comedians are just Kind of trying shit out Right. And it's going to, sometimes it's going to fall flat on its face. And sometimes it's going to be a little bit offensive because it's falling flat on its face. Cause they don't have any confidence behind it or because they don't set it up right. Or they don't say it the right way or whatever. And then it just, instead of being an attempt at being funny, it just is ter- It's not funny. And then also offensive. And then that just makes it even worse. Then where do the comedians get to try out their shit in order to perfect it? Maybe if, if he would have said, wouldn't five guys raping this woman be funny right now? If he would have said four guys, it would have been hilarious. But since he said five, oh, that's over the edge. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's just like something he could have been trying to work out and it just wasn't going his way. Yeah. So he was trying to stumble out of it and remain on his feet so he could get to the next thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those things. It's like it's it's, it's an art form, man. You, you really think it's that easy? Get up and you try to do it. I'm not going to get up there and do it. I'm fucking terrified. And these guys that do this for a living and I'm really good at it. Yeah. Leave him alone. You got some hate mail, Mike. I did? Yeah.
2: This is how immediate the internet is. Oh, here we go. Joe Faust, Faust says, must be nice to be so detached from reality that you think, quote, everyone with a soul is a, quote, special interest group.
1: Oh, okay. Meaning everybody that is involved.
2: Yeah, like if you think if you think a, you think a rape sense. joke is insensitive, then you're a special interest group and you should shut up, I think is what he was implying that you were saying.
1: No, what I was saying was anybody that has a blog, you know, collaborate with a group to then try to bring somebody down, that's a special interest group, not anybody with a soul. I think he... Th- you, rape isn't funny to anybody with a soul. Is that, is that what he's saying? I see what he's
2: saying. You're allowed to be offended by something and just because you're offended by something it doesn't mean that you're the type of person who's trying to
1: censor thought or censor speech you're allowed to be offended by something yes of course that's not the issue the issue is the fact that if you are offended to the point where you have to try to bring the person down Mm -hmm. and chop them down heckle them Mm -hmm. As a comic Keep your opinions to yourself man Nobody gives a shit That is what it is to me just because it, it hits close to home to you Doesn't mean that it's, you know, it might be funny to you But it might not be funny to somebody else You may find knock-knock jokes hilarious a sense of humor is such a subjective thing Right Why try to make it universal? Comedy's all about exaggeration The fact that five guys are gonna rape the girl immediately right in front of you That's never gonna happen Okay To play devil's advocate Oh, play it, go the, ahead The people The pinball machine from Simpsons, I love that
2: <laughs> I think some people might argue that he slipped into a Tracy. Morgan situation where there really wasn't a joke constructed around his words. Mm-hmm. Honestly, knowing Tosh and knowing Tasha's style, I, th- I think he was just trying to be a jerk and hyperbolic. I don't think he was uh, implying that it would really be funny. I think it was just a throwaway line. And you have to be careful with throwaway lines because everybody's allowed to
1: be offended. And you know what? Everybody's uh, allowed to, to react. The way they they want so this Reacting one thing is one thing but taking it a step further and trying to be like "Well, we have to bring him down this is bullshit this well i
2: is- don't i don't think she wrote on her blog that we have to stop daniel tosh i think she was just voicing her opinion about no. Well, that's
1: fine. I too. That's fine. That's, you know, she, that's totally fine. She
2: described herself as somebody who doesn't normally do shit like that, like heckle a comedian. But you know, for whatever reason, she felt impassioned
1: and but she did, and she what? Right. So and, <laughs> and and you know, so she did, and you know, and, he, he, and he, Tosh doesn't normally make rape jokes, but he just happened to because it was right there. Right. I don't understand the difference. I see what he's saying, and I see what you're saying. You're, yeah. And you're absolutely right. It was it was a throwaway line. It was something that he was trying. Like I said, it was something that he was trying to get out of he was trying to get out of a situation that obviously wasn't working right for a different crowd it might have been hilarious and it might have gone over really great he may, may never had to even go that far but because he was trying to get through something and to get move on to something else and it was failing miserably right it was a terrible move but just
2: let it be he said what he said and in the context of present day where there are blogs mm-hmm and everybody watching your every move. He knew what he was doing. He knew that there may be repercussions. What was the joke prior to? That's we the thing. We don't know.
1: That's what he's talking about. Out of context. Out of context. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds terrible. He sounds like a horrible fucking person because all he, all he does is get up there and talk rape, 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 rape. That's what it sounds like out of context. But you don't know what the joke was beforehand. Right. Out of context, it's everything sounds terrible. Agreed. I've always been a big Daniel Tosh fan. I think he's one of the one of the
2: better stand up comedians, and I thought that even when no one knew who the fuck he was, yeah. Uh, back in you know '05, when he was just about to put out his first album, I think Tosh has done nothing to improve. Kind of, I, I don't know. His his stand up is way better than his show. I honestly, am not a fan of the show. Really? No, I mean, it's well,
1: especially because it was. I liked it the first time when it was Patrice hosting it on VH1. Yeah. It was the same fucking show. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I mean, it was... Um, they just give him a little bit more freedom to do what he wants. Right, right. But now, let me be perfectly clear here, too. I'm a fan of Daniel Tosh, but even if I wasn't, I'd still defend the guy if, to be able to say what he wants. I, I've done What are that. you, Voltaire? Yes. <laughs> With comedians, Yeah. Comedy is like the last bastion of freedom of speech, man. And once you start taking that away, it's it, you're we're all fucked. Yeah, agreed, agreed. We're all fucked. So but, but even if it's a comedian that I despised, I would still say. But, but also ahead. keep in mind,
2: then every everybody, comedian or not, has the right to react the way they want, True. and the, and they have the way to act on whatever reaction or emotion they feel. Absolutely. So if you want to blog about it. You can blog about it. You can say M- what more. You want. More than likely, no one's going to read it. But right. if somebody does read it in this day and age, mm-hmm. it's going to get picked up.
1: Right. And you can say what you want. You just have to recognize the consequences. Right. And I'm That's sure you fine. know.
2: And I'm sure this
1: woman is already getting a lot of shit. And plus, and by the way, too, I think Tosh is reacting to it with the amount of seriousness that it needs to be reacted to. It's like half-hearted. You know yeah. What I mean? I think he's kind of like, all right, no, I I get it. You're offended. Cool. Out of context, it's it, it looks like shit. Right. So, I'm sorry. I'll stick to dead baby jokes or whatever he said. Right. And there's just reading a few of the comments on the post.
2: On Laughspin. John Doherty says, apologizing for jokes is almost as lame as getting offended by them. Somebody else says, don't go to comedy shows if you're the type to get offended at jokes. This is from Adam. Daniel Tasha lives in a house built on irony. If you don't understand that, you should probably leave whatever comedy club you are at and rape yourself to death. (laughs) I mean, still.
1: (laughs) That's that's funny.
2: No, that's not. I mean, it's it's funny. It's it's funny.
1: It's funny because. Because of the logistics of it. I get. Attempting to rape yourself to death is is
2: pretty difficult to do. And maybe (laughs) this is supposed to be a commentary on what he feels is a ridiculous situation. But I mean, the phrase rape yourself to death is just, I don't know, it's just stupid.
1: It's stupid. It's
2: stupid, but it doesn't. It doesn't. Think about it. It doesn't. I I am thinking about it. It's.
1: (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) Think Um, about the fortitude it would take for you to physically rape yourself to death. (laughs) I mean. The commitment. <laughs> oh God! To prep everything. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, I think I'm. I think I'm done with Tosh now. Okay, what do you? I'm not got? done with him. You know, from a fundamental standpoint. All right, I'm just exhausted. Sure, no, I'm. I'm you want to take a break? I'm just opinionated on that. That's no, all. no, it's fine. You want to take a break and listen to some Matt Bronger?
0: You guys are great. I, I, I play a lot of crazy crowds. Sometimes I have bachelorette parties in the audience, which it's great. But I played one that was like four bachelorette parties were in the audience that just, they divided the room like a game of risk, you know? <laughs> like, Charlotte rules this realm. No, this is Lisa's realm. They're just going crazy. But like you ever have one of those uh, I don't know if any of you guys here have a male friend that thinks sexism doesn't exist and they think anytime girls get one up on us like it's a big thing as if there hasn't been an imbalance for centuries right and this friend of mine was like yeah well here's the thing he was complaining about when you see a bachelorette party the women wear a lot of uh penis accoutrement right they have dicks all over themselves dick hats dick straws dick belts dick shoes just dick 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 everywhere and my idiot friend was like well why we have a bachelor party why can't we have all over us i'm like that's disgusting dude And I'm not saying vaginas are disgusting. Vaginas are wonderful, okay? But they're mysterious, okay? Vaginas are mysterious. Dicks are just hilarious. Dicks are just funny. If a guy came in here with a rubber dick and started slapping everybody, we'd all laugh. Maybe not the guy that got hit with the rubber dick, but he'd come around. (laughs) He got me right in the neck. That was pretty hilarious. If someone came in here with a fake vagina, we would demand he be tased by security. If you're a guy and you own a fake vagina You're the worst man in the world <laughs> If you're a woman and you own a fake penis A dildo, you're a woman Enjoy it, enjoy it <laughs> That's fine, that is fine I discovered a friend's Fleshlight by accident once <laughs> Just washing my hands Here's a towel, what's an? Oh my god We're no longer friends There you go Matt
2: Bronger. I should say that the digital his digital album, Shovel Fighter, is out July 17th, and his new special, which is a, a different recording, premieres this Saturday on Comedy Central at 11 p.m. Nice. Definitely check that out. One of the biggest things that happens in comedy each year is that uh, Variety unveils their top 10 comics to watch each year. Ooh. Now, this is it's usually done to coincide with the last week of the Just for Laughs comedy festival in Montreal because mm. Montreal are kind of they're partners with Variety and they hold this kind of cocktail party for the comedians to honor them and give them little plaques and they're very adorable. All the comedians get on stage. <laughs> it's true. They they're get adorable. They get on stage and they take pictures. It's very it's adorable. It's like high school graduation. So usually what happens is I'm on my way to Montreal each July, and the morning I'm leaving for Montreal, the variety list comes out. The list was actually on the back of Monday's variety. So the uh-huh. issue didn't come out yet, but I guess in order to, to place ads, so I guess they, they wanted to give prospective ad buyers information as to who was going to be featured in the issue so that they could run ads against the issue uh, i see i assume that so I, it, the it, timing it's, of it yes. right so um comedian sarah colonna who's a chelsea lately producer and a regular on the show she tweeted the photo it's not some people are saying that she leaked it she didn't really leak it because it's it was out there since monday i'm gonna rattle off the names really quick okay Jillian bell is one of the 10 she's a former saturday night live and by the way you can go to lastman.com and i've written all this out who who these people are and 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 all that good stuff. Alright. So Jillian Bell, she's former Saturday Night Live writer and she's currently on Workaholics. Kurt Braunhaller, who is has been a stand up for a long time, very well respected in the quote unquote alt community. And now he's hosting that mock game show Bunk on IFC, which oh, is a oh, very funny guy. show. Yeah. Okay. Sarah Colonna, as I mentioned, she's on the list. Rob Delaney, who is of course he's risen to relative fame due to his Twitter feed. Yes. He's doing very well for himself. I'm very happy about that. Lil Rel Howery, Chicago comic who has been cast on the upcoming reboot of In Living Color, which I have no idea when that's premiering. It keeps on getting pushed back. Jake Hurwitz and Amir Blumenfeld, aka Jake and Amir, they are from College Humor. They're kind of like oh yeah, yep, They're yep. kind of like they the flagship personalities there. Yeah. They they host their live events. They they write. They do videos. So everybody knows them. Moshe Kasher is one of the ten who. Personally, I had named a comic to watch back in 2009.
1: See that? Look at this guy. Mm-hmm. Stick mm-hmm. with us, man. Dylan right here. He's the seer. Yeah,
2: 2009 we said he's a comic you should watch and actually in 2008 we put him on one of the top 10 albums of the year list. Joe Mandy who is a very talented stand-up comedian who just landed a gig writing for Parks and Recreation is on. And we've talked about him on the show. Yes, yes we have. Yep. Yes we have. Rory Scovel, another good stand-up comedian. And finally Jessica Williams who just began on the day show with Jon Stewart as one of their correspondents earlier this year.
1: So that's a good list, man. That, that is a very good I list. Really, I really have no complaints with that list. You know what's really interesting about it is yeah. a lot of them are guys and girls that really kind of rose to fame via the internet, whether it be, like you said, Twitter or College Humor. College Humor. I mean, it's not these guys that are, you know, trudging the streets and going club to club and doing a three night stint in uh, Davenport, Iowa to a room full of maybe six people. These are guys that are sitting at home like we are in, in, <laughs> in our fucking kitchen and making a YouTube video and then getting two million hits on it. What's wrong with Davenport, Iowa? Uh, nothing's wrong with Davenport, Iowa. I've never been to Davenport, Iowa. I have nothing to s- I have nothing bad or good to say about Davenport, Iowa. Go Huskers! It's a local high school team, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> kind of how the industry's going now, it seems. Yeah. Now, do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a
2: good thing. Yeah? I think, I think talent is talent. Mm-hmm. Twitter was the perfect it wasn 't is the perfect tool for certain comedians, and i don 't care where you find them, so long as they 're talented. you know Bo Burnham. Um, You're familiar Mm -hmm. with with Bo. Um, He went through this transition where he was a YouTube star. Mm -hmm. I remember talking to Jack Vaughn, who runs Comedy Central Records, years ago, months before they were going to put out Bo Burnham's first EP. It was like a digital EP. It was just like a test thing. They were going to see how it went. Yeah, there's this kid. He's like, I don't know how old he was at the time, seventeen or sixteen or something like that. Right. You know, there's this kid. He's really popular on YouTube, and we we signed him. And I'm like, oh, okay. I never heard of him. I guess I'll I'll check him out. So that came out. It did really well. He started putting other other things out, but he really was a YouTube star. And I feel like he, he went through this transition where he really had to get over being known as a kid who just made videos in his bedroom so he really had to prove himself and in my opinion he he totally has like i don't care that he started on youtube the fact is is he's incredibly talented just a very smart guy very smart writer it just doesn't matter that youtube is what got him his start as as opposed to i don't know playing in bars or yeah however else you do
1: it down the road though do you think it's gonna have to be kind of a mix of the two do you think it's one of these things where okay uh, somebody that really needs to kind of pay their dues and get respected, be a comics comic, and at the same time be a a mainstream success, has to kind of have a little bit of both?
2: It just depends on who you are and what style of comedy you put out. At the very least, everybody needs to have some sort of web presence. True. You know, that doesn't mean every comic needs to have their own YouTube channel and crank out videos every day. It's definitely necessary to have some sort of, of web presence. A guy like Bill Burr, for instance, so he's definitely a comics comic. He's a guy that... Built up his name very slowly through touring, through uh, playing clubs. And um, we started to hit. And he he does the Monday morning podcast, but he just doesn't do the podcast. He puts the episodes on YouTube or he puts clips on YouTube. So he's smart about it. He's not what I would consider like a hugely internet savvy comedian. Right. But he's probably got one or two people around him who had suggested, hey, listen, you're doing this podcast. I know it's on iTunes, but you should really throw some shit on YouTube
1: yeah so you have presence there. you're kind of seeing the uh, i don't I, I hate calling them the old guard because that's it, it really is where we're at at this point, but you're kind of seeing those guys that started off hoofing it across the country from small club to small club and building up their reputation that way adapt. Yeah. to the internet and utilize it to then make their hoofs across the country a little bit more successful Yep. but now you're seeing kind of like you're, we're right in the middle because now you're seeing the 10 comics to look out for a lot of them are just the opposite they start on the internet whether it be YouTube or Twitter or whatever and then they're trying to like you're saying about Bob Burnham like he now he's trying to make the move to the clubs to right. then build it that way right. so they're kind of working backwards so it's we're right kind of right in the middle of those two worlds kind of collide Eventually, I would think you would eventually see a push to where the next crop that comes up kind of has a nice mix of both or that at least tried to do a nice mix of both. Because I hate to sound like an old fart here, but I I don't think you really can be necessarily considered a stand up comedian until you actually get in in a club in front of a crowd. And well, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do stand up. (laughs) Sure, (laughs) sure. I mean, you could be a comedian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. not a stand-up. No, exactly. So I, I you know, I think you kind of have to pay your dues a little bit that way, as well as make something and throw it on YouTube and have it crash and burn.
2: Right. I mean, anyway. in in the end, I mean, I know this sounds cliche, and it's not cynical, so I don't know how how it'll go over. But in the end, if something is good, people will know that it's good and appreciate it, and it's going to last. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, there's, right. there's there's all sorts of artists, whether it's it's music or writers or authors or comedians that come on really strong and for whatever reason they they engage a certain segment of the population and that segment of the population is very passionate about this artist and for whatever reason maybe the artist doesn't evolve or maybe the audience grows away and they just go away. Yeah.
1: Yeah it's cool to see some of these younger comics getting the notoriety in in something like the variety list but you're going to the sure uh, you're on in montreal right I'll fucking be there dude so what do you got lined up can you give us a little bit of a, a little preview of what you got lined up well it's a little you it's, not know yet?
2: it's a little far out it can be overwhelming i mean i've been there uh, a bunch of times so it's a little less overwhelming but in general from a journalistic standpoint the thing you need to do usually on the first day you're there is the new faces showcase so okay. every year just for laughs, does uh, the new faces showcase, which is in Montreal's opinion, the twenty comedians that are really
1: going to break out in the next year. So that usually happens. How on point are they usually? Not very. No. What are you, out of the twenty? What do you say? How, how many hit? four five in the in, in that year
2: maybe yeah
1: yeah maybe right. four or five you know depending on your
2: definition of so not bad they're uh, of hitting they're bat- batting about 250 yeah so usually on the first night i'm there i'll see the back-to-back show so one showcase you know i don't know like at 7 30 you see 10 comics 15 minute break you see the next show at the same venue and from then on it's picking and choosing one man shows they have headliner shows where it's like and of course i can't think of comedians i keep thinking <laughs> of Dead comedians <laughs> I keep on thinking of Patri- I was, My first two <laughs> Examples are Patrice O'Neill And Greg Giraldo and- uh,
1: that Doesn't happen Alright oh,
2: So, so, so you get Comedians of like That caliber Who do our shows Theme shows Where they get A bunch of comedians That are either X-rated Or You know Whatever Then there's uh, What they call The galas I think they call them Something else now But they used to call them The galas And that is when A really huge Comedian Like uh, Like a Louis Black or a jimmy carr or steve martin did one two years ago okay where they basically just host a gala so it's like steve martin brings out todd barry was on it so
1: he becomes like the mc of the night and exactly brings out these yeah, yeah like he'll
2: he'll do okay. some he'll he'll do a little time up front and it's the steve martin gala and like everybody wants to go because it's steve martin and then he brings out really great headlining comics that sure otherwise would not be doing showcase sets right gotcha yeah. what's your favorite part it's hard to say i mean you know i i enjoy the new faces because that to me is from a news perspective
1: that's you know that's what's interesting seeing new comics okay have you ever been sitting there and because obviously you go in with kind of a, a journalistic mindset yeah but have you ever been sitting there and completely forgotten about that and you've just kind of gone holy shit i'm in a room watching so and so this is awesome it's, no, this is amazing i don't think so you're not impressed by much are
2: you? I, I mean i'm no, I mean, I mean, <laughs> (laughs) I don't know. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Do they have like surprises, like surprise guests, like you know people that you didn't expect to show up? Not really. Two years
2: ago, when Steve Martin did his gala, Dane Cook I think was a surprise. Okay, he flew in and he was not listed. Okay, but no, there's there's they're pretty by the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, there's not many. They're Canadian. They're by the book. There's not too many surprises. (laughs) Montreal, by the way, is a beautiful city.
1: It is. Yeah, a lot of great strip clubs. Apparently, a lot.
2: Yes, there's. uh... I don't
1: know. I haven't been. And they have absolutely. Oh, you haven't been? No, I'd like to go.
2: (laughs) There, there's zoning laws. are either very lax or non-existent because they'll sure. be like a deli strip club and then a school. a hundred and a hundred feet <laughs> from the strip club is a fucking church <laughs> there are there are more churches and strip clubs per capita in montreal <laughs> i want somebody to look up do some research into the montreal city's zoning laws I would love to see what their deal is. They probably oh, don't, man. they uh, fucking you just These be, people you, want to put a strip club right next to a church. <laughs> All in favor? That's <laughs> yeah, fine. Whatever.
1: They just can't be topless in the first four pews. That's it. <laughs> it's no. a very, I mean, as you
2: know, they, they speak French there, so it's a very European city. Mm-hmm. Boobs mean nothing to them. They, re- they really don't. They're just
1: mounds of flesh. Whatever. Move along. Have a baguette. See you they later. They really don't. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I always feel bad because they talk French to you. Everybody talks French to you to begin with Uh and then you just talk english to them and you feel like a big asshole then they and then they start talking english to you and you're like i'm sorry (laughs) they're lovely people and the women are have very tiny waists for some reason Ooh, french canadians yeah stellar very weird good looking or not? genetically yeah very yes okay
1: so nice are you being nice no, they're it's really a, good a very
2: good looking city uh, okay. It's All a right. very, very good looking city I'm try, I'm,
1: Sometimes you should be a little too political You are very honest when it doesn't have anything to do with Well, listen, I mean, you know, I run, a, I run a website I and, understand, you know. I understand But the special interest group known as the French-Canadian Skinny Women's Society Is not going to come after you <laughs> if you tell them <laughs> Bitches be skinny No, they're <laughs> guys and girls, very fashion forward city
2: Alright Too many smokers, okay. a lot of people smoke
1: Yes A lot of young homeless people That's it. Okay. I'd love to go. I hear it's a fucking blast. You can drive up. I, I have will, a, dude. I have a spare bed, buddy. Oh. Uh, July 25th, I'll be there. The Just for Last Festival, make sure you look into that. When do we get to know some of the guys that are going to be there? Is that is that out yet? Or That's is out there. Yeah, oh, that you, is. Okay. you can
2: go to ha-ha-ha dot com. I kid you not. And That's their website. Wow. The, the new faces, though, Very. closely hush, hush. guarded. Oh, okay.
1: Hearing anything? Anything in a grapevine? I make don't. any assumptions, even? don't. You don't have to say, oh, I heard it from an anonymous source. You can say, I, I, <laughs> I assume that so and so might I would have to think about it Alright let's Let's get out of here Please. I say
2: I say when you When you post this to iTunes just, just leave it as is Let's You think? Let's 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 do the How long have we been talking?
1: For, for a while I was gonna take like mm, Eight rape jokes out <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing do you, I, I don't know what I'm doing With my life I, <laughs> I spent
2: 75% of the day With Gosh, two kids Guys I got no friends <laughs> 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 and... <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I was on, I called in the John Heffron and John Reap's podcast. Yeah. Before
1: this, which was so fun. It was so good. Because they were probably like all like prepared and they had like questions. No, for not you. even. Just because no. they're,
2: I, they're, because well, there's no pressure on you. <sighs> there's no pressure on me. There's I, no pressure on you. No. Yeah. They ask me questions and I, and I, and I talk and right. it's very weird. I was with two, my two little children and then I went to Whole Foods to try to do some work on their shitty Wi Fi and then I ate pizza really fast and Then I drove here I was eating veggie chips I bought from Whole Foods On the way here Oh And I I, What am I doing with my life The the Slap Happy NG Says
1: I appreciated this podcast See See Let me me say this folks Last week when Dylan did his show I did very minimal editing (sighs) Because he did a very good job we're getting our feet wet with the live stuff, but it's going to be good. We're going to do this. We're going to do this often. I think we should do this often. We're going to do the live thing often. I think we should. I think we should do it. I think we should do it. We do this once a week, right? So four weeks in a month. Maybe do it once a month to start. We do it once a month. We should probably do it more than once a month. But yeah, once a month is all fine. Right. Let's start it once a month. But uh, we appreciate everybody for uh, for listening. You want to give out the plugs? Go ahead. Give out all the plugs.
2: Follow us on uh, Twitter, of course. Laughspin. We're on the old Facebook. We're on Tumblr. We're on Pinterest. We're on forms.
1: Spring, we're on Yo Mama, and uh, you can catch me. My am on MastersandNone dot com, my other podcast, Masters and None, and also to Laughspin is now has its own UStream uh, web page. Once we build that sucker up, what's going to happen is every time we do a live show, when we're not going live, you'll be able to watch old episodes of us live. When we're off the air, that'll be fun. That sounds horrible. No, it doesn't. <laughs> we'll get this better and better, and there'll be all kinds of cool stuff going on, because that's how we do here on Lap Spin. So uh, thank you very much, everybody, for joining us in the chat room. We will see you next week right here laugh Spin Podcast. See ya. Bye.